Hello, and welcome back to another season of Dancing in the Kitchen. If you're new here, my name is Deva Miles, and I am a dancer as well as a vegan chef. I created this podcast to share all about my life as a dancer and how I've managed to overcome some of the challenges I've faced. I also touch on all things wellness related nutrition, sleep, gut health, mindset, and I'd love to talk about anything that you're interested in. Just let me know. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, I'm back. Sorry again for this being out late. I'm just getting super frustrated with myself. But you know what? I have to keep reminding myself I'm not perfect, and that's okay. The podcast is going to come out when it comes out. Unfortunately, it is not my priority at the moment, as I've been running around across Toronto, Ottawa, soon to be Montreal, so I'm a little bit preoccupied. But we will get back on track eventually. Thank you for putting up with this craziness, and I appreciate you as a listener. Okay, let me get right into the update. So if you listen to my last podcast, you would know that I've I've been working on this freelance project in Toronto, And I just finished that a few days ago. It was amazing. Such a good experience and opportunity. And to get to see and work with a completely new group of dancers is always such a good learning tool for me. Um, I get to be inspired all over again by them, how they approach the work. I get to meet new people. I have more connections now and more friends that hopefully can stay in my life. And yeah, I was all sitting down in my car ready to record this podcast and then some creepy person was lurking near the car and I was just in a parking lot with my coffee. I find that the car is the nicest place to record a podcast, to be honest, because it's fully me time. I can be really open and um, it's quiet. That's the main reason it's quiet. Anyway... So then I had to get out of that parking lot because I didn't feel safe entirely. And then I was trying to find a new parking lot and I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to drive to this radio station because if I do a little backstory here, I won a radio contest in Ottawa and you have to answer three trivia questions against another host on the radio and you call in. If you're caller number nine, then you get to play the contest. And if you lose or win the questions you still win the prize, which is really nice. You just don't necessarily win the other prize that says you've beat this person. So I decided to drive to this parking lot instead and pick up the prize because I forgot that I needed to do that. But now I'm waiting in this parking lot because I can't pick up the prize until 10 and it's actually only 9.30. So I thought, okay, let's do a take to record the podcast again. Speaking of picking up the prize, my mom actually called in this morning And she was calling number nine. So she also got the same prize. And the funny thing about this is that this happened to us last year, right before I left for Spain. So we took the money and we went to the restaurant, the prize money, which was a gift card to a restaurant. And we went there for like our last night before I left and had a nice dinner. And now we get to do it again because we each have the prize money. So it's becoming a little bit of a tradition here. I'm sure that none of that was really important for you to hear, but that's my current update as to where I am in this moment right now, sitting in my car. Back to what I was saying about Toronto. So I met great people, 
I came back. Now I'm in Ottawa for a week and I'm just organizing my life, trying to see a few friends before I go. And then I'm moving to Montreal on Saturday, which I'm very excited about. Kind of switching out my wardrobe right now, putting on my summer clothes, even though it's still summer, but in my brain, it's not necessarily summer anymore. You know, September starts the new chapter, the new for people mostly it's back to school, new clothing, that type of thing. So I wanted to feel a little bit of that myself without necessarily buying new things. So I just switched out all of my summer clothes, put them away, the really summery ones, like my floral dresses and stuff. And I'm pulling out some of my more neutral tones, my fall colors, which got me really excited the other day that I was doing that. Yeah, and I'm really excited to just move into a new place and make the space my home and kind of situate myself in that sense. I feel like I'm a little scattered right now because I haven't really been anywhere for longer than a month for the past two months, I would say, since coming back from Spain. So I want to just take a breath and exhale. I think most people can relate to this when they're moving, just that feeling of go, go, go. And even if you try to relax, you still have so many things racing in your mind about things you need to do. So that's kind of how I feel I was noticing that's kind of how I feel every time that I'm at home in Ottawa because it doesn't really feel like my permanent home anymore. It does because I have my own room, but every time I come back, it's like, okay, we're reorganizing, we're doing this, we're getting ready for our next trip. This and this and this needs to happen. I need to see these people and everything's happening at once and I only have a certain amount of time. So my brain is always wild during this period when I come home to Ottawa. But I love it. I love it. It's great. It's really great that I get to drive my mom's car because I love driving. That's like the new therapy for me here. Driving on my own, listening to a good song, belting it out, not a care in the world. I would love to go on a road trip and just drive. I'm noticing that when I go, when I drive with other people, I don't really enjoy it as much. And I would much rather sit in the passenger seat and read a good book or talk to them and not be super distracted. But if I'm on my own, get me in the driver's seat because I will drive for hours. I love it. Now I'm just rambling, to be honest, because I don't really have updates or too many updates to give you other than the actual current moment. So let's just jump into today's topic, which I... So as some of you might already know, I have been doing my yoga teacher training online. I think I actually started the course at the beginning of the year, maybe end of January or beginning of February. It feels like so long ago now, I can't remember. And I'm still working on it. It's a pretty hefty course and I'm doing it all online because I knew I couldn't commit to doing it in a retreat format or it's too expensive for me to do in person. So I found a really good online website called Yoga Renew and I'm doing it through that and I'm really enjoying it, but I'm only 52% through. It shows me how much I've got to go. So it's safe to say I'm halfway at this point, but I was reading something the other day as part of the curriculum talking about balancing your energies and talking about how everyone has feminine and masculine energy in them. And in order to feel, in the yoga philosophy, let's say, in order to feel fully balanced and in harmony with yourself, 
both of those sides need to feel fully balanced. And I'm I'm not talking about gender here, like feminine, you need to feel feminine and masculine gender wise. In yoga, it's referring to more of the energy that you're bringing. And if I can recall, feminine energy lives in one half of your body and masculine energy lives in the other half, which is why if you can balance both of those, then you can create harmony. That's the idea that was presented to me. Let me go into a little bit more detail about each of these energies. Let's start with masculine energy. I'm reading here, masculine energy is characterized by doing and achieving and is molded by logic and reason. It's very analytical, decision-making, that part of you that you've, I'm sure you felt that feels very motivated and we must do this now and we need to create a plan for this and I'm not going to stop until I get where I want to be. A lot of people channel a lot of masculine energy towards their careers. I find I do that personally for dance. I would call myself a pretty driven person in that regards to the fact that I am making a plan I am thinking analytically sometimes. I do things when I think about them right away. I'm not really pondering any ideas. I'm kind of just going for it. Oh, I'm reading another thing here. 11 masculine energy traits to show powerful confidence. Being decisive, owning your mistakes, setting boundaries, being assertive, good listener, practicing emotional intelligence, being protective, And there are actually ways to awaken your masculine energy. So if you're finding that you don't connect with a lot of these points that I'm saying, don't worry. That doesn't mean you don't have any masculine energy. That means maybe it's just not awake. It's not firing as much as you want it to be right now. So things like using affirmations, taking risks, um, less internalization and more action. So more doing and less thinking about it standing up for yourself, trying to own your confidence, those are all ways that you can channel that masculine energy and feed the fire in that sense. If you're feeling like you don't have much masculine energy and you're feeling a little bit more sluggish, uninspired, then that's kind of a sign that maybe you should be working at ways to trigger the masculine energy within you. Now, this all makes sense once I explain what feminine energy relates to. So feminine energy is kind of the opposite of masculine energy. These traits are more affiliated with the nurturing side of you, the loving side, being receptive, compassionate, empathetic. Are you connected to your intuition? That's a feminine energy side. Um, The more creative side of you, the more sensual side, the more vulnerable side, the more emotional side. That Those are all traits that relate more to the feminine energy within you. Being a little bit more receiving, let's say. Feminine energy is very free-flowing and it's not bound by any rules. It's very intuitive. It's not restrictive. It's less analytical. So again, if you feel like you connect more to the feminine energy part of you, then that's great. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't channel more of the masculine energy because it's important to have a little bit of both in order to feel that sense of harmony, that 
the yoga philosophy talks about. If you don't believe any of this, not to worry. It could just be a complete theory. I mean, I connected a lot to it when I read it. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But if you don't, I totally understand because it is a little bit... If you haven't heard of any of these types of things before, it can seem a little bit strange that we have these energies within us and that they need to be balanced. Now, in the same sense, if you didn't feel connected to the type of things I was listing with feminine energy, or if you're feeling a little bit more disconnected from your emotions, less caring, maybe you're struggling to set boundaries, um, you're suppressing your intuition, those are all signs that your feminine energy could be blocked. And there are ways to reignite your feminine energy. Since feminine energy is more free-flowing, finding ways to connect to that flow part of you really helps connect to the feminine energy that we have within us. So there's examples like tapping into your creative side, dancing, tapping into your playful side, kind of just going with the flow of life. Those are all ways to find more connection with the feminine part of you instead of being very assertive and organizational and systematic. But don't get me wrong, both of these are very important, which is why I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about finding the balance between the two. And let's say you're feeling more masculine one day within your energy and you're feeling a little bit too analytical and maybe anxious. At least it's talked about in yoga a lot. That's why it's so helpful because there are certain yoga practices that you can do to bring more of your feminine energy to the table or to bring more of your masculine energy for example more powerful poses will ignite your masculine energy if you know yoga at all things like warrior pose or balancing poses where you're on one leg and you're act- you're having to work your muscles those types of things will help stimulate that masculine energy and if you're feeling too much of that then more calming poses or focusing on your breath more or doing more of a flow sequence in yoga, more stretching would help to calm down that side of you and bring more feminine energy to the table. And personally, ever since I started doing yoga and finding balance between those two, I have noticed a big difference in my energy, just in how at ease I feel, but also I'm able to get things done and I'm able to create lists and take action, but it's not stressful. And don't get me wrong, there are parts and there are moments in my life where I definitely can feel the off-balanceness, like especially around audition season, I feel very too much masculine energy, I would say, where it's becoming too much all at once. You know, you're you have so many things to do, you're trying to get them all done, you're not even thinking about the importance of living with grace in your life or there's the times where I feel really demotivated and more tired and I couldn't think to get up and exercise or complete a task on my to-do list and those are moments when my feminine energy is taking over for women when you're menstruating that of course is when your feminine energy is strong and at the forefront because you do feel those things you feel more sluggish and stuff But you don't have to feel that way all the time, is what I'm trying to say. You can notice those things within yourself in the moment and then know the techniques and the ways to rebalance your energies. 
So now let me talk a little bit more about those techniques so I can give you a helpful list that you can take with you from this podcast. I think the most important thing to think about when you're trying to balance these energies, not even balance them, trying to create harmony between the two, is to bring awareness and become mindful to how you're feeling in the moment. A lot of people are just going their day-to-days not even thinking about how they're feeling or putting their needs first or how what they're about to do is going to make them feel. Even if they are feeling anxious, sometimes people don't even take a second to process that that emotion is anxiety. So I think it's really important for us to take a second and reflect on how we're feeling internally and that's going to change have a huge change in how we go about our life externally they talk about these energies in yoga because a lot of yoga has to do with reflecting on how you feel and becoming aware of everything you're feeling in the moment and being really present and focusing on your breath so I think that's the main tool and what I've read from all these websites that I'm looking at is that that is the most important part of finding the balance, becoming aware of how you're feeling so you know what to do to fix that. And like I said before, if you're feeling unmotivated and sluggish and tired and too in your head, don't really have a plan, then maybe getting out and exercising finding a way to sweat, activating your core, taking back your confidence, standing up for yourself. Those are ways to bring more energy into your life. But if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're feeling too analytical and anxious all the time, you're overthinking and maybe you're less compassionate towards others and you're impatient, then things like focusing on your breath, calming poses in yoga specifically, like child's pose, stretching, they say dancing, just dancing to your favorite music, um, journaling, those types of things will help offset some of that energy that you have. I hope what I'm saying is helpful. I'm still new to figuring this all out myself, But when I do get more information, because I'm really curious about this topic, when I do get more information, I'm definitely going to share it with you. Right now, I just heard about this and I thought I wanted to share it because maybe some of you are feeling one way or the other or didn't connect the dots about how to create harmony. And sometimes when you are feeling really great, you don't understand why. At least for me, that's how I was seeing it before and now I have this answer and tools that I can use to help me balance my energies and feel more harmonized throughout my life, throughout my day-to-day. So yeah, I wanted to share that with you. As always, I like to end the podcast with a question that somebody has asked, and I just chose an easier question because I honestly didn't want to have to think about it too much. The question is, what is your favorite day of the week? I know I just said I didn't want to have to think about it too much, but I'm noticing that I don't even know what my favorite day of the week is. It really varies depending on the season. Consistently though, I've really liked Mondays, which is ironic because not a lot of people like Mondays. But the thing I like about Mondays is the fresh start. 
I find I have a lot of energy because I'm motivated to start the week off good. I just had the rest on Sunday usually. Yeah, I'm just feeling mentally and physically really good on Mondays. But then there's the other side. Sometimes Mondays, you don't want to get back to the week. You don't want to get started. You're still living off the relaxation of the weekend. So you're a little bit less go, go, go. Let's push into it, you know. For me, Mondays don't feel like that all the time. It's usually the other way around. It's usually I feel very motivated and I want to start my week because I'm excited for the new things to come. My worst day of the week used to be a Thursday. Every Thursday, I would always feel totally off. I would just want to not do anything on Thursday. I always had like not the best day luck-wise. I just found that my Thursdays didn't tend to be so great like timing wise I would always I'd miss the bus or I would have a bad dance class or it would be raining something like that that used to be for me I used to notice every Thursday but then I stopped thinking about the fact that every Thursday was going to be a bad Thursday and I wasn't having a bad Thursday anymore so I can't say that that is my least favorite day anymore of course I love a good Sunday morning you know nobody's around I go for a walk drink my coffee, read my book. I do love a good Sunday, but I like the hustle and bustle and excitement of a Monday. So I think that's my favorite day. All right. And that's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you want to hear more about anything yoga related or within that world, within that topic, because I can definitely talk more about that. Otherwise, you can follow me on Instagram at dancing in the kitchen with two N's on kitchen, or you can follow me on my main account, Deva R. Miles. Either will do. Yeah, so have a lovely rest of your day. See you next week.